I don't know how I got tricked into losing my virginity to him, but I do remember being on my canopy bed. I had like a child's canopy bed and I had a collection of porcelain dolls. And I remember hiding condoms in the skirts of my porcelain dolls. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder if your finger broken. Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Okay, you ready for me to do this? Yeah. Hey, fam. Welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. I'm your co-host, Nikki Levy's mom, and I'm here to help her. Good job, mama. Okay, mom, I had to bring you on to this episode because we've been following your dating exploits over the summer. And <laughs> this episode is full sexy. I mean, it's 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 embarrassing. It's horribly embarrassing. But it's, You have no idea how embarrassing. How embarrassing what? My end of this is... Okay, well, that's why I brought you. Okay, before I, I introduce the guest, mom, you obviously have important things to say. Um, I have one man that is a dear friend of mine. He'd like there to be a lot more, uh-huh. but, but um, I can for various reasons. And he slept over Saturday night and um, we didn't do anything, but we did um, cuddle in bed for about an hour, which was very nice. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. So this is suitor number one. Suitor number one. Suitor number two is somebody I met uh, almost three months ago. He's a, yeah, he's funny as hell. Anyway, so we've been texting and going out and cracking up with each other and talking on the phone. Then I had a big fight with him because uh, I thought he wasn't being affectionate. And and by the way, texting somebody, texting is the worst thing. It's always misconstrued. I've told you this. It is the lowest form of communication. Okay, but let me just make sure people know. This man also, you you straight up said to him, I'm not interested in you like that. No, I did not. Yes, you did. And then you got mad at him for not being affectionate. Well, not Don't rewrite exact. the history. Don't I'm rewrite not, the history. I, I'm not. I, I said that I want, I'm not ready. That's what I said. Okay, fine. So did so you, but you did not hook up with him or you did hook up with him? No, he's coming back tomorrow morning. And we both took... <laughs> what? Oh, no. I, I had all my suitors take, take HIV tests and COVID tests. Wait a second. You're going to use a condom, right? Of course we're going to use a condom, but it doesn't matter. They could break. Okay. What about like all the other STDs? I had, I was tested for it and I got them tested for it also. And they sent me proof. Wait a second. What do you mean they sent you proof? They got, they had it done where it was, uh-huh. the results. And they sent, they emailed it to me. How many people emailed you their <laughs> STD results? <laughs> How many people? <laughs> are you a whore? Are you a whore? Are you a, a septuagenarian whore? Yes. You're a whore. Yes. Mom, you're you're very lucky in love. It's, it's very cool. I don't understand what happened. I I don't know. I think you just just have the goods, Mom. I do have the goods. It was all the goods I didn't have before that I have now. So the goods come with age. The goods come with age and experience, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and acceptance of yourself, and seeing the funny and everything. Okay, mom, we ha- I want to. Int- I have to introduce April because you are my co-host, but you are not my guest. 
April Macy is an absolutely brilliant comedian. She was a finalist on NBC's Last Comic Standing, and she was in Tiffany Haddish's comedy special called They Ready on Netflix. She's been to 68 different countries. She slept in Saddam Hussein's palace. She is a wild, wild woman with an incredibly sexual comedy and sexual story. Okay, bring her on. Now, look, she's married. She does not have three suitors, you know, sending her <laughs> STD texts like on the reg. But um, but I knew you'd be the right person to help me introduce her. Mom, oh. I salute you. I, I tip my hat. I don't know. Maybe you should tell me that what happens. Maybe I'm going to throw up. I love you. I don't know. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you, but I am going to tell Adam. That's my brother. Here is me and April Macy right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. April, I'm so happy to see you. I'm happy to be with you. Oh, I haven't. I saw you. What was it, a month and a half? I was in Hawaii, I think, the last time I saw you. Where are you coming to me from now? Malibu. I live in, I live in Malibu. You live in Malibu? I do. Are you serious? Yeah. April, do you live, do you live a charmed life or do you? (laughs) No, I mean, I have a rent. I've had the same rent controlled apartment for like the last 10 years with an ocean view on PH. So I'm not, I'm not giving it up. I'm not. Yeah. 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 If I price out of this, I can't price back into Malibu. (laughs) So you wake up and you see the ocean just on the, on a regular basis. I can see dolphins from my kitchen. On a, I, like three o'clock is the dolphin hour. Three to four seems to be pretty dolphin heavy. This is a very LA existence. <laughs> I forget. I forget. So you didn't grow up on the water? No, 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 no. Okay. I did not. I grew up with uh, in Eastern Pennsylvania, Allentown. Uh-huh. I like to think, you know, your town's a dump with Billy Joel singing about it. I was going to say, <laughs> living here in Allentown, closing all the factories down. Yeah, yeah, that's Bethlehem Steel, the old factory whistle. Yep. Did you and Tiffany Haddish come up together in comedy? Because you played a huge part in her new Netflix comedy special called They Ready, which is fabulous, by the way. We've been friends for years and years. Like, she lived with me after her divorce, and we've been friends I think we for both like she says it's longer, but I I forget because my weed retention's not that good. Your <laughs> weed, <laughs> I'm not like Snoop Dogg or anything. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. I'm not smoking anymore, and I'm gonna I was gonna live vicariously through you. Why? Why? Why did you stop? Oh, I stopped. Be- not my choice. I stopped okay. smoking weed, and I will say I love weed. I stopped smoking weed because I am working on getting pregnant. And apparently, just like weed fucks with sperm count in men, it fucks with women. And there is like actual scientific evidence that if you smoke weed, you have less of a chance of getting pregnant. So I'm spending so much money trying to get pregnant. I'm definitely not going to mess with my chances. Okay. 
quick because my eggs are rancid at this point. Your eggs are not rancid. <laughs> they are. They're full-blown rancid. They're, they're like half rancid. I was told by an Italian doctor, he said I still had a decent egg count, but they just weren't Olympians. <laughs> so that's good to know. Okay. Look, I mean, maybe they're JV. Yeah. Oh. Are, they, are they JV eggs? They might be. No, they're not. No, because they're not. They're oh, they're overly mature. I feel like it's the person. I mean, they might be like Rudy eggs, where they're trying to make the team, but they were never that. They're never oh. that. Great. Rudy, what was his name? The guy from Notre Dame. They might I, be Rudy eggs. Are you trying to have kids? I just want one. Like, I don't even want to be greedy, but I wasted so much time dating male comics. By the time I met my husband, I never thought I wanted kids because yes. I did just a pile of fools. And then I thought, <laughs> him with a kid, and you're like, oh, he needs a baby. I don't know how, like, reasonable I am, but I feel like he'd be a great father. <laughs> he so- sounds, from everything you say about him in your stand-up, by the way, he sounds like a lovely Iranian gentleman. Oh, he's very, he's like the nicest human being. And I've dated just a pile of turds. Like so many turds. And you know, when you look back and you're like, how did I put up with that for so long? Like when you meet somebody reasonable, you're like, how did I think this behavior from men and what I tolerated was acceptable? I just, just turned to my wife this weekend. Literally, it's crazy you just said this and said, I don't know how I dealt with my last relationship for as long as I did. I don't even have the fortitude the yeah. fortitude. I don't have the strength. I don't have the the mental capability. Like I don't have I don't have the stomach to handle that shit anymore. I don't know how no. I did it. No, I look back like I had one that after we broke up, he broke both his feet. He jumped off something that was like 12 feet high. And I'm like, he'll never admit it. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure you were like, there's no way he wasn't on drugs at that time. Like I, I would mean, been- I would hope so, right? Because 12 feet is like my ceilings are nine. I wouldn't jump off. I wouldn't jump that to add another three seems foolish. And he had the body of a licorice. It's not like he was an athlete. (laughs) He jumped how many feet? 12 feet and shattered both of his feet. And then he came back to live with me after we were broken up about a year later because he had to have the surgery in California (gasps) insurance. So I, he had like a grandma knee scooter in my apartment and I had to take care of this dude. I was like, thank God I got out under the, under, (laughs) under the wire. Otherwise I would have had to be with him for a few more years. So much of your material is what I love. It's it's like sexual and sexy. And for folks who don't know your your stuff yet, can you give me just an example of a bit that you do just just for someone who doesn't know Um, what your vibe is? Well, I talk about sex because I just don't understand why the one common denominator for all of humanity, like we've managed to attach shame to. I just find it very confusing that like, especially for women, the idea that it's dirty. It's like, well, you've men get to like embrace sexual sexuality freely. And I feel like women are shamed about everything. I'm shamed, ashamed of what I eat. I'm shamed of my body. I'm shamed of sex. It's like, you're just there for male pleasure, which is you're either there to be objectified or like women's tits are used to sell fiber. It's like, but God forbid you reclaim your own sexuality. So I think that's kind of what my act it's, it's what it's about. But like a joke, like, um, my husband asked me how many partners I had and I told uh-huh. him the truth. I said, I don't know. I was like, sweet. <laughs> I've been doling out blowjobs like fun size Snickers at Halloween since I was 16. I got no way to keep track of all the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, we would have been friends. So yeah. April, 
What? So I, I love that you talk about sex. I love that you're a woman and you talk so openly about sex and like owning, you know, your pleasure, your body. Like you poke fun at yourself. You poke fun at guys. You poke fun. Like it's, it's all fair game. What in your upbringing made you feel so comfortable to talk about sex on stage? Um, my high school boyfriend, I would, I, I would imagine like I was that girl in high school that had a horrible rumor spread about her. Like the one that either involved like a dog and peanut butter or like a hot dog. Okay. I, I was that girl in my high school. And I think if you live in a small town and you are like, I was in like teen magazine. And I think if you like, wait, have, wait, wait, you were in teen magazine. I was, I was like, I did a lot of print work when I was in uh, high school, like teen, 17. It was like, I did an ad for girl talk. <laughs> it was like some board, shitty board game. And did, didn't that make you cool that you were like in, no, mag- in teen magazines? In a small town. I think if you're in a small town and you have big tits, like, and you have any male attention that you're automatically the town whore. I feel like you're the, t- interesting. Okay. You're, yeah. Like, I feel like it was like, we were my family. Cause my mom was very, very attractive growing up. And I feel like it was like, we were mm. running like a slut bag relay. And she just kind of handed me the hoe baton to run with it. In a small town. <laughs> were you the only girl in your family? Were you the I only was, daughter? I have two uh, younger brothers. My mom was convinced I was going to put her in a home and she said she needed backup just in case. What? Okay. So <laughs> two brothers, so you have two brothers. So you were very, I'm going to make this guess. Okay. Cause you're a very pretty adult, but, um, and I hate even to just like, I, I don't want that to be like reductive at all, but I'm just saying you were a model in teen magazines, which to me, by the way, makes you so cool. <laughs> but because you were really pretty, people just assigned the word, the, like the, the slut label. I, I mean, I would imagine like, I'm, I guess that's how it works. Like, I'm not sure if it's, and I was weird. Like I would wear like my mom's business suits and carry a briefcase. Like I was not like a cool kid so high school? I had, in high school. Like I was just very strange. Like I've always been a little off and I, you know, I had a weird, I had a weird childhood. So I'm sure I had some abandonment issues I was working through. Were you quote unquote like slutty or was this just the term that like people like, were you like having sex in high school? I don't think I was any sluttier than anybody else. Like, I feel like I wasn't like I had the same high school boyfriend for years and like, I wasn't even allowed to date. Like my dad, if anybody called, he'd be like, it's a boy terminate the phone call until I was like 16 years old. I wasn't allowed, like I was sneaking my high school boyfriend in my window, but I wasn't allowed to date. So I don't know how, I don't feel like I was doing anything that other girls weren't doing. I was just assigned a different title. So were you considered cool? Oh, I was not like, there was a lot of extra credit projects with, <laughs> with pioneers and wagons. <laughs> it was a mock trial and debate. So you were smart, but also labeled a slut. It's like a contraindication in my brain. Like that doesn't even no, go know, together. It's very confusing. It's like a, like a stripper that tells you she read Dante's Inferno. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't it make does it. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't add up, but no. Oh, I was. I was always in gifted and honors and enrichment and advanced placement. And then I was also a whore. So how were you weird besides wearing business suits? I was just off. Like, I think when your family's a little off, like my aunt was a schizophrenic. Um, both my grandparents died of HIV. My grandfather had open heart surgery in like 81 before they were testing and uh, had a blood transfusion. And then he unknowingly passed it to my grandmother. You're kidding so, me. No, so oh both my my, God. 
Yeah. So both my grandparents died of AIDS and then my aunt committed suicide like 10 days before my grandfather died. So I feel like I just had a lot of trauma maybe. Yeah. That manifest. Like if I look back, I couldn't probably identify how I was weird. I just know that like, I wasn't like everybody else. I never felt, I always felt like an alien everywhere I went until I found comedy. And it's such a, that's such a common thing, right? Like for like people in the arts to feel weird. Yeah. I mean, I was, and I'm still weird. Like people, people will point it out. I'm just comfortable in my own skin now where I'm, I'd much rather be a weird adult. I'd much rather have like a traumatic childhood and deal with a lot of stuff. Cause I think it gave me a different sense of empathy and it gave me a much cooler adult life. What is one particular thing about your particular dysfunctional family? We've all got them that you still think about today? Maybe it still gives you like comedy mileage. Um, Front lawn fights. Like I feel like there were a lot of Coke parties growing up in the backyard. We have like Coke parties and above ground swimming pools. And Coke, I, like, like just adults doing a lot of Coke. and Cocaine. Like, okay. I don't know if you meant Coca-Cola. Okay. Yeah, there's co- <laughs> cocaine happening. Like I didn't see it or anything. I just were like, ah, oh, these adults like to stay up just like me. you know you're a little white trashy when there's there's some tussles on the front lawn (laughs) so what do you think was the point when it became from you know you feeling ashamed of your family to actually being like i am so glad we were this fucked up like this was a gift god damn it until comedy like i would say a few years into comedy like because i still think i like that burden of shame i it's, it's a lot to carry with you. And when you can go and talk about it or like, I feel like that's how I get rid of people now. It's like, I just tell all my shit. And if you don't like me, well, then you don't have to come along for the ride. I'm just going to keep the people <laughs> close to me Amen. and love it. And, and that's all you need in life. And you can shake out the rest. It's like, like panning for gold, I think. This is perfect. Please put that on a shirt. I will wear that. I will wear that shirt to the next podcast recording I do. No, we were like always pushing my quadriplegic uncle down the beach in sand in his wheelchair. And those weren't like the big wheel days. That was like a, it was always like my uncle Henry, my schizophrenic aunt. It was just like a pile of nonsense. My grandmother lost her speech when I was in second grade and she only retained swear words. She had a stroke and retained the words good boy. It was like a lot of good a boy, good a boy, good a boy. And good a boy. Good a boy, good a boy. She was good a boy, good grandma. And then son of a bitch, a lot of cocksucker, a lot of goddammits. The best words. And all the best words. And then she would still sing Three Little Fishies in an itty bitty pool. She like retained this weird song. Please sing that. I don't even know that song. Like Three Little Fishies. And they swam and they swam all over the dam. And I think she only remembered, like I don't remember the song, but I just remember the, and they swam and they swam all over the dam. And I think she just remembered this thing because it had the word dam in Damn, it. Damn, I was going to say, that's why she thought of it. Yeah, so it was like schizophrenia, grandmother that didn't really speak and only swore, uncle in a car accident. Like there was just a lot of nonsense. See, this is this these are the ingredients of good comedy. Absolute and total fucking dysfunction. Yeah. You hinted at this earlier, but you have a ridiculously embarrassing, wanting to absolutely die high school story. April, tell me everything. This is my story about the time in high school I had a horrible rumor spread about me. We'll be back with April right after this. Just don't 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, I dated this boy. He was, he was a boy at the time. He was captain of the wrestling team. And, yeah, and his, uh, his dad had a Porsche, which in a small town, if it's a small town, if you have a Porsche, you might as well have a unicorn. It's like the it's not getting any better than that. <laughs> you are you you cannot get cooler. You can't. Yeah, and he was like, kept, I look at pictures now, and I was like, what was I thinking? But I lo- I loved him something awful, and I I lost my virginity to old, and I don't know how the rumor started, but he thought it was a hilarious tale to tell people that we had anal sex and that I had shit on his couch. What? And this is my favorite part of the story, and this is what made it believable. Anytime you want to lie out there, it's the attention to detail that makes something believable. He said his family was forced to throw away the couch and get a new couch at Levitt's. <laughs> it was Levitt's. <laughs> Love it at Levitt's. <laughs> so who was this dude? Like, describe him to me a little bit. It's like 5'8". All of five eight. I don't even think he might have wrestled like one thirty two. He was he was he was nothing special. Um, I don't know how I got tricked into losing my virginity to him, but I do remember being on my canopy bed. I had like a child's canopy bed. So did I. Amazing. My mom. I had a collection of porcelain dolls. Like, and I just remember. I remember hiding condoms in the skirts of my porcelain dolls. And how did you get the condoms? I think he brought them over and then I just had a, like, a, I, I, that's where I would stash them. That's where the, that's where the stash was. It was in like one of those Southern, <laughs> what do they miss Alexander? What are those dolls? They're like famous. The, the Hubbles? Adam Alexander. No, my grandparents collected Hummels. Hummels. Uh, Hubbles. <laughs> I do Spaceships. love them. These were just like, I just remember having sex for the first Madam time. Adam Alexander. Adam Alexander. Yes. I remember all these creepy dolls. Like, and I had a lot of stuffed animals uh, staring at me <laughs> during, during my first time. What made you decide to sleep with this fool in the first place? We had been dating like almost probably six months, which felt like a lot, like, you know, it was a long time. And, I think he was telling me that it was time. Like he was done waiting. He was one of those that's like, it's <laughs> either or you're not my, you're not my girlfriend anymore. Boy, yes. We, we were on my canopy bed, my blue. It, it was like a child's twin bed too that had one of those fluffy canopies on top. White poster bed, matching. I'm sure I had matching furniture that my mom picked out and then stuffed animals. It was very fast. It, was, it wasn't like it was a real tremendous experience. And then he's, the rumor came out like a few days later. So that was probably the most traumatic. Like, I think he must have thought it was just a funny story. To, so he kept telling it. And then it spread like wildfire, that tale of, of shitting on a couch. So for four years in high school, and I don't even know who has anal in ninth grade because I don't have it now. So, so for four years, my nickname was shitty. My nickname was shitty in high school. This is legitimately horrific. When did you first hear somebody call you this? Well, I remember people like there was this business law class that we had where you'd have to keep the books there. And I remember people would write things about 
like slut like about me and my friend Chris Marchetti. It's where I first got wind of it. But then I remember somebody just calling me shitty. I didn't really know what it was. And my friend came back and told me that this was the rumor. And I remember crying to him outside of Mr. Lupacchino's class. I was like, just tell him, tell people it's not true. Tell them it's not true. That's terrible that you would like agree to have sex with a boyfriend. It's not even like a hookup, a boyfriend. Why do you think he told this story? It was probably just funny. You know what I mean? Like you say something, it gets a laugh, and then you it's you repeat it because it got the laugh, and then it spreads, and then it's funny, and then you have to stick to it. And that's probably all he wanted anyway was to have sex. Did you sleep with him again, or did you guys break no, up? No, we broke up. We broke up. That was that. And then I just remember walking down the hall, like girls would try to spit gum in my hair, so I'd have to cut it off. People would call me shitty. It's that's why I want to go back and film my next special in my hometown and just call it Shitty's Home. And then I want <laughs> I want to skateboard past his house or like a scooter with a megaphone and I want yes. him to finally give me the apology that I deserve. And if he doesn't show up, I'm gonna have a spotlight in the front row for him with his name for the special. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's it's shitty, totally pun intended. Yeah. But it's shitty because I feel like he could have gotten in your pants a hundred more times. Yeah. Had he not done this? No, of course. But I feel like that laugh or whatever he got from his guy friends was probably. I don't, I mean, I truthfully, I don't understand it, but I just know I'm sure he's the same asshole. Like, I don't feel like people evolve that much. And I don't know. I don't even realize, think he probably realized how traumatizing that was because that's your entire self-esteem is adolescence was just ruined and your trust in men. And no apology. I feel like I deserve it now. Or now I don't give a shit. Like, I'll shit on his couch now. I'm a fool. Yeah. I would shit on his couch, his love seat, his ottoman. I'd shit on his adult children. I don't care. <laughs> April, did, how long did this name follow you for? All of high school. Like, all of, for three years. Three years, like, three years I couldn't walk down a hall. Like, I had certain halls that I would walk down because I was picked on so much. Like, girls were so mean. That is shitty. It is shitty. Did your family find out? Did you tell your, did you tell your mother that this happened? No, no, of course not. I had too much shame. I mean, I think even when I would come back from, at, like, college, I would still be picked on in that hometown. And then there were girls now that want to come to comedy shows, and they think I'm cool. And they're like, well, was I mean to you? And I was like, bitch, you tried to spit gum in my hair every day, so I'd have to cut it, my hair off. You don't get free tickets. You don't get free tickets, no. And you don't get to hang out. I want to meet your mother. Tell me tell okay. me a little bit about your mother. Um, Here's my favorite thing my mom's ever said. So I have three brothers, and she was like with me. She, uh, she craved when she was pregnant. Uh, sweet tarts and ice chips, which apparently she was very sick with me, which is why I'm the least favorite. And then with my middle brother, she craved calcium. So she just ate a lot of ice cream and got kind of heavy. And then she said with my youngest brother, (laughs) she craved the smell of mechanics hands. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. She told my brother, she's like, I think you'd be a lot smarter if I wasn't always sniffing gasoline when I was (laughs) pregnant with you. April, let's call your mother. Mom? Karen? Is that you, Karen? Oh, that's me. <laughs> See, Karen is a Barbie doll, too. 
Yeah, Karen. Oh, Karen. Karen 65. Karen. Karen's dating again, if you know yeah, any. Um, you got somebody? <laughs> Karen, you're going to have no problem finding someone. She got picked up the other day uh, in a Rolls Royce. That was fun. I filmed her like she was going off to prom. <laughs> like, that was my second date. Yeah. Karen, so April told me a story today. She's just going to give you a little snippet of it because I don't think you know the story. Um, My first boyfriend. Do you remember? Not really. I just remember the dental, the dental guy, the, the dental. prom guy. The one, the prom guy. When you went to the prom with Jason? Yeah, Jason. He's not a dentist. <laughs> he had nice teeth, well, but thought, he's not a dentist. No, I thought he went to be a dental <laughs> guy. No, he's a math teacher. Anyway, um, just no. My first, the guy that I lost my virginity to. Uh, I start, didn't know that. Well, yeah, all right. Don't get all weird. All right. Yeah, so I lost my first virginity too. Who? Well, you don't know. Well, so good. Don't tell me. Creepy. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, he started. He started. Oh, I want to know. He started a rumor in high school that we had anal sex and that I shit on his couch. And that hmm. for four years, three years in high school, my nickname was Shitty. Did you know my nickname was Shitty? Yeah, because you said shitty come to East. And- oh, yeah, yeah. She knows my special shitty's home. She knows that I wanted to be <laughs> shitty's home. Did you know that that's why she was called shitty? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that. No, but was- I can't relate because mine was like different. Yeah. Was different. Mm. Well, wait, what was your virginity story? Ew. <laughs> virginity story would be my practice guy. Who's your practice guy? Who's that? <laughs> oh, Dad wasn't the practice guy. He was the guy. He was the guy I married. He wasn't the practice guy. <laughs> yeah, April, she needed to practice. I didn't know. There was practice practicing going on. practice guy, right? Just so you no. know. What do you mean, ooh? Wait, wait yeah, what do you mean? Wait, can you tell me about this? you ooh. was a practice guy. <laughs> okay, so what happened with the practice guy? How old were you when you met the practice, the guy who was in practice? 17. I, I think he's a, a gynecologist now, so I'm not <laughs> he's sure. He's literally in practice. Yeah. So he's in practice now. <laughs> and you you practiced sex with him? Well, one or two times, not a lot. It was high school. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> April, how did you bring the guy back to your house to have sex in the canopy bed with your mom not knowing? They were always gone. They were out drinking. They would. Uh, they were young, so they were always leaving me and my friend Chris Marchetti to like order pizza with change that we had gathered from the house and then sneak boys in. It was uh, there was always like a sneaking in the window. I was too afraid to sneak out. I was more of a sneaker in. And Got I was it. A lot of babysitting. I was allowed to babysit before I was allowed to stay home alone. Is that true, Mom? Yes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't know. Everything. Like, it, it's all confusing. Were you wild growing up? Or no, not really? I wasn't wild. I was like a, like a, a mouse in high school. And when I went to high school, it was like nobody. I just started to see that guys were starting to turn their heads a little bit. Yes. Even though they didn't <laughs> like me in middle school grade school all the way up didn't like me now they're starting to turn their heads but I was still very mousy and my big thing was I had this guitar case in my house didn't have a 
car in it. <laughs> it was empty. So I would take it to, I would put it on the bus. I'd take it with me and I'd, I'd drag it all over my classes all day in high school just because it was cool. Wait, so what was in the case? Nothing. A sandwich. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I thought I'd gain some popularity because, you Aww. know, this rock star stuff. And did it work? <laughs> no, the guy that, you know, I, he already had his eye on me. So he might have glanced once or twice, but. You just carried around a humongous guitar case yes, to be I cool. Did. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's sad. Oh, my I think that's so hilarious. Mom, what did, what do you think of April's comedy? Because it's sexual and it's honest and it's just like owning her shit. Like, what, what do you think when you see her comedy? Well, you know, own up to whatever, you know, you just own up to it. Like, I'm owning up to being the nerd that carried the guitar around. <laughs> you got to own up with whatever <laughs> happened and you feel it happened. Yeah. Whatever. Talk about it. Yeah, talk about it. Own up to it. What is the best advice, April, that your mom has given you? Um, Always keep a tan. Brown fat's better than white fat. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Did not tell her that. Yes, she did. Always keep a tan. Brown fat's better than white fat. This might might, (laughs) might be my theory because I love a tan. I love... And I do make, I think it makes you a little slimmer. I know it's, yeah. So it sounds like April definitely got this advice correct. I was right. She just doesn't want to admit it. I think that's a hundred percent. It sounds, it sounds like your mother absolutely lives by this. I'm onto something there. You just get a tan a little. It's like going to the gym. I just tan it more. April, what do you love most about your mom? I love asking this to everybody. I think she's really funny. She's funny and she's just easy to be around. Always easy. It's, you know, like if you travel with somebody, you can't take them after a day or two. I feel like she's yeah. always pleasant. She just, she goes along to get along. She'll still climb a tree. I'm money pleasant by accident. I'm not pleasant <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> pleasant by accident. It's <laughs> not true. Karen, what do you love most about April? I love everything. Aww. I love that she's fiddling right now with her drawstring. I love everything. Oh, oh! How is is there a way that you guys notice that you're kind of turning into each other, especially now that you're living together? No, my husband pointed out that all my mom's emotion is all in her mouth. That she, she just if she's happy, it's mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's sad. It's right, we're all right here. It's all in a purse lip. You can just yes, see. yes. Happy, angry, nervous, I'm it trying, all I'm comes right here. She gets nervous. And it's is, it, all- is it Botox? Because that happens to me sometimes with Botox. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Not in my lips. I, I need it right here to yeah. stop it. Like, she just, you- just. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I don't know. I need to find a way to stop being nervous in my mouth area. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No. I like it's funny. It's funny to me now to watch because my husband will point out like, ooh, ooh, angry. Well, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm so happy. I'm so happy, Karen, that you got to be here. I am so happy to be on here. <laughs> if it's not one thing, it's, it's your mother. mother. Thank you for listening, my family. Hope you loved what you heard. Do us a big favor. Leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. We love to hear from you. It totally helps us figure out what you want, what you need, what you don't want. 
And follow me on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother and at Nikki Levy. We have really good guests coming up. And do us a favor, DM us. Tell us who you want on the show. I love, love, love requests. And I love trying to get anybody that you want. We can do it. All right. Just remember our moms know how to push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoff. Co-producer, Andrew Congdon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.